Hi and welcome to the podcast where we're going to talk about the purpose of human existence. This is a profound podcast not invented by culture, science or religion, but a wonderful podcast sharing our purpose in four simple steps, four simple keys. So I hope that you can listen along through and find it really helpful for you and you can also share this with your family and friends. If you ever want to contact me, you can send me an email through h-u-g-h-w-o-l-h-a-p at gmail.com. Also, there is a link in the show notes for a written uh, version of the podcast or these four keys at least, where you can refer to those and pass them also on to your family and friends. So let's get straight into it. Hi everyone and welcome back. We've just finished the four keys. So now we have an overall view of God's purpose, how he recovered us back through Christ's redemption. And now that we have been brought back, we can have God's dispensing. But the thing that's not so strongly stressed that I want to touch on more now is the matter of, if you remember from the first key, we are actually... We actually have three parts. A human being has three parts. We may think that just looking at a human, we have a psychological part and a physical part. But actually in the Bible, it talks about us having three parts. And this is really, really important for us. And this was so enlightening to me as a a, a university student when I first heard it. I thought, why has no one told me this? That we have a spirit, a human spirit. And this is distinct and separate from the soul. So let me uh, read a verse to you. It's from 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame. So this is something quite specific here. It says spirit and soul and body. It's saying that us as a human being, we have a spirit and a soul and a body. The spirit and the soul are distinct. They are, you could say, uh, of course, as part of us as a person, but there's a definite distinction between the two. So we've received Christ, we've uh, prayed to receive Christ into us, and this is a wonderful experience, but it's only the beginning Now we are going to practice how to experience Christ. And how we experience Christ is actually a key to unlock how to experience Christ. And that is our human spirit. So I just mentioned about that that verse in the Bible that talks about spirit and soul and body. There's an end between each Point, making it very clear that they are distinct. What does that mean? That means that actually there are three realms or there are three different worlds. We have a physical world where we can touch things with our hands. Uh, we can see the physical world with our eyes. We can hear the physical world with our ears. But then we have a psychological part and that you have feelings, you have um thoughts, you have intentions. 
that's all in the psychological part. And it's beyond physical. You could say it's metaphysics, like what, they, what some philosophers call. So we're able to contact things of the psychological realm through our soul. But there is actually a third realm, which is a spiritual realm. And the only way to contact that spiritual realm is through our spirit. So if there's a spiritual, when, because there's a spiritual world, the spiritual world can only be contacted by our spirit. And there's actually a sense. We can sense God through our spirit. This is so wonderful. You can't, um, of course, let me just do an illustration for the psychological realm and the physical realm. You look at it, you look at it from this way. Suppose someone's speaking to you and the sound is real, but if you close your ears or shut your ears and try to look, try to exercise your eyes to hear the person's voice, you can't do it because you're using the wrong organ, you're using the wrong sense. The same as if you want to try and listen to colors. So as much as you close your eyes and try and listen to the color, you can't perceive it because you're not using your eyes, you're using your ears. So this is using the wrong organ. So throughout the centuries, people debate about God, debate about religion, debate about what's right and what's wrong, but they're using the wrong organ. That's why they don't um, get a clear view of things. And that's why we haven't got a clear view of things. Until we use our spirit to contact the things of the spiritual realm, we won't be able to make it. So if you click on the link in the show notes, it'll take you to some tracks. And if you click on them and open them, there is a diagram. And the diagram in there shows three concentric circles. It looks kind of like a target. It has an outer circle a circle a bit smaller and a circle even smaller. It looks like a target or a kind of bullseye. Deep down, deep inside every human being is a spirit. And it's a human spirit. So in order to contact God, we have to realize that God is actually, the substance of God is spirit. There's quite a number of verses 1 Corinthians 15.45, 2 Corinthians 3.17, and John 14.16-20, and John 4.24. I'll put a link in the show notes for those verses. They all tell us that God is a spirit. That's his substance. He's not physical. He's not psychological. He is spirit. Okay, so we can't use our mind to think about God because it's, he's of a different substance to the psychological realm. He is of the spiritual realm. And he, substance, is spirit. So, the Lord Jesus Christ actually said to, to someone in John 4, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit. He was talking to a woman who was debating with him about where is the correct place to worship God? And he said, it's not about a place. I'm paraphrasing. It's not about a place, but it's about what part of your being do you use to contact God? Okay, so 
now we have we realize that we have this capacity in us it is our what we call a human spirit we have our human spirit and when we receive christ into us we actually receive him into our spirit uh, it it depends on different people's experience some people have a very strong experience of when they receive christ that they have a sense that they've received something wonderful some people it's not such a strong uh, feeling but all of us have christ in us when we receive him believe into him then we will receive his life into our spirit he is spirit and he will enter into our spirit and now we can actually turn to our spirit to contact christ second corinthians 3 17 says and the lord is the spirit this the lord jesus like in key three we talked about how he died to release the divine life that dying to release the divine life is to make him a life-giving spirit and now this lord who is the spirit is going to give us life and when we believe in him we receive his life and now we have a way to contact him there is almost you could say like god has installed into our being through his creation of humanity he has installed into us a capacity a faculty in our being that can contact and receive christ so this is such a wonderful thing this is actually the secret this is the key that now we receive and first corinthians 6 17 says he who is joined to the lord is one spirit when we are one spirit with him we receive peace we receive joy we receive satisfaction we receive uh, refreshment all of these things we receive by being joined to him but if we just use our mind to think about god or we're just doing things uh, in our daily life without turning to our spirit to contact christ we won't get to enjoy all of those things and often we become anxious and worried it's because we're not actually contacting christ who is the wonderful peaceful one so now unbelievers people who don't believe in christ all they have in their life is a psychological life and a physical life but as a believer in christ now we have a third life which is that divine life that we've received into us and that life enters into our spirit unbelievers can only live by the soul and the body but we must practice how to live by the spirit and we'll be talking about this more and more as in future podcasts but this is just such a wonderful thing and it's quite exciting and so many people i can testify even myself when i first heard of this matter of receiving the spirit i was so happy so joyful and and really surprised how come i have never heard this before because no wonder it's so hard for for many people to try and contact god even after they become a christian because they're using the wrong organ just like i illustrated before you're trying to hear color you're trying to perceive color with your hearing it doesn't work it's it's you can't we can't do it because it's not the correct organ similar with the things of the spiritual realm if our spirit is not used to contact the things of the spiritual realm we will not be able to touch it 
it seems very simplistic, and it is, because God wants to provide it in such a simple way, and he has. The problem really is that we're quite complicated, and often we try and use our soul to apprehend so many things, because we've been using our soul all our life to think, to feel, to uh, make decisions. We've used it so much, it's become very, very strong. So, But deep within us, we have a desire deep within and a longing deep within and a hunger deep within, which is our spirit. That's what wants to be exercised more and more. Kind of like you'd exercise a muscle. So we must, as a person who's received Christ, and actually as a Christian, we should be clear that uh, we should exercise our spirit not only by praying and talking to God, but also in everything. So if you don't have any confirmation or sense in your spirit, then actually you can stop what you're about to do. It's not about whether it's right or wrong, whether it's good or bad, but actually it should be, am I using my spirit or using my soul in considering this matter? And this becomes a very subjective experience. It's not objective, it's subjective. And this is the Christ who is a life-giving spirit who's actually now mingled with our human spirit. Isn't that wonderful? He's mingled with our human spirit. And by us turning to Christ and just saying, Lord Jesus, I want to contact you. When you say, Lord Jesus, and or if you say Jesus is Lord, you are immediately exercising to touch your spirit. And this is actually what the Bible says. Uh, it says in Corinthians, it says it's impossible. Um, it's impossible if you say Jesus is Lord, you are in the spirit. You are touching God. It's impossible to uh, say that and not be, not be touching the spirit. God has installed in us a a spirit which can function to contact him. But now in the Christian life, it's very difficult to discern between what is of our spirit and what is of our soul. And you're probably asking this question. And I'll give you a little illustration. It's not my own. Um, I acknowledge that it's not my own. Suppose we find something uh, in a shop that we would like to purchase or we see it online. The more we consider it, the more we feel um, we would like to have it. And then eventually we make a decision to go and buy it. But when we are about to purchase it, we have some sense within, some kind of feeling or protest within. And we feel that something is protesting and forbidding us. This is a spirit. Maybe another example could be um, you're about to... Uh, say something to somebody and say something that's quite mean or quite rude but you think you feel that you are right in saying it and you're about to say it and then something forbids you or you do say it and something some kind of sinking feeling in your being in your deep in your inner being comes forth uh, and you sense it that is our spirit and that's actually the grieving of God because we've We've offended him. We've done something wrong. And at that moment in time, we, we need to apologize to the person, 
and to the Lord to say sorry, sorry for saying that. And then we can quietly say to God right at that moment, Lord, sorry that I've said that. Forgive me. There's a few different things. Usually, and when early on in my Christian life, I couldn't really uh, sense the Spirit so well. But whenever I did something wrong, I had a good feeling that deep in my in my being that it was that it was wrong. Uh, maybe I say something or say something not not nice or not um, something vulgar. You know those things. Then you have you have a feeling in you deep within you of this is not right. This is not proper to say this. But it's not in a way of right and wrong, because in the past, before before you were a Christian or before yeah you you never you didn't think that there's anything wrong with it. But then after you received Christ, no one told you about it, but you had a feeling that this is not proper anymore. I need to change. That is actually a sense within our spirit. So, actually, Jesus, through his ministry on the earth, he was very straightforward to talk about this. He many times didn't talk necessarily about good and evil, but talked about denying of the soul. What does that mean? Because our soul is so strong, it gets in the way of us contacting God. So many times in Matthew, the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, the book of Luke and the book of John, he talks about denying the self and losing the soul, soul life, with its soulish life. And then even in the epistles by uh, Paul, who was, a, who was what, an early follower of the Lord, uh, he also talked a lot about denying the soul. And why is that? Because the soul dominates too much in our life. And it makes it very hard for us to contact God and and exercise our spirit because our soul is so strong. So if we do exercise our spirit and keep practicing, the Holy Spirit, which is now mingled with our spirit, is free to move and to flow. And this is where the battle is between God and his enemy, which is Satan. God and his enemy, Satan, are fighting a, for f- over man and over the ability to be able to be expressed. God wants to express himself through man. Satan wants to stop that. So this is where the battle lies, is actually if we can all exercise and use our spirit, say, uh, Satan, who is God's enemy, will be defeated and God will have the victory in that moment in time. So if we all use our spirit and exercise our spirit to contact Christ, then God gets a victory. But Satan will always try and hit that particular point of stopping us from exercising our spirit. And even more, he'll stop people even knowing about the existence of the human spirit so that people will just be in our mind. We will all be in our mind just trying to figure out the things of God, but not actually really contacting God. So we have to realize, in conclusion, that the Spirit, Christ, is the Spirit in our spirit. And we must know the difference between our spirit and our soul. And we have to deny the soul, the self, and going along with the Lord in our spirit. 
when we cooperate with the Spirit in this way, Christ can then start to have the first place in everything. Then we will experience Christ in our spirit and we'll be able to learn to apply him and experience him in all things. So this is quite wonderful and this is a practice and I'm still learning as well. So I hope you appreciated that. Remember you have a spirit and that spirit is the deepest part of our being and that's what we use to contact God.